0: of your beloved bi-monthly broadcast Harlem's very own featuring as always your three magnanimous co-hosts speaking first it's Melanin Mugen aka Malcolm Rolex aka Malcolm (laughs) Rolex Mr. Blackwell Justin K. Winley here joined by my boys
1: oh my god that was great Malcolm Rolex (coughs) What's up? It's Jude, a.k.a. Climate Change, because I make these bitches melt like ice caps, mm. <laughs> a.k.a. Mm. Lover of Italian cuisine and international regime, a.k.a. AKA the Root Chakra Stretcher. Mm.
0: The Root Chakra stretcher. stretcher.
2: Give me that. Yes. Give me that. Who's I like thinking that? with that Root Chakra?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that we Root Chakra. D- we dealing
2: with that Root Chakra. We dealing with that Root Chakra, sweetheart. <laughs> Something about that Root Chakra. <laughs> What's going on, people? This is my K Simmons, aka Mr. Don Gluteus Maximus, because anytime I touch some booty, I get some soul out of that. Oh wow, power of love. <laughs> okay, aka Mr. Crystal Chronic Cutter Light. I'm gonna suck your cellulite. Whoa, I'm gonna suck your cellulite. Yes, ooh, ooh, ooh. yes, <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, Black women. Hey, we love
0: y'all.
1: I love you. It's
0: good to be back.
1: Cellulite um, is sexy on all of y'all.
0: T- yes, man. Listen, uh. I don't, I don't mean to make this a pattern. Um, this, is, this will be two episodes in a row where we mention one of the Bailey sisters at the beginning of the episode. But I'm
1: drinking her like a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. It's, it's, come,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's come to my attention that Chloe Bailey is in New York at the time of recording. Uh, Chloe, if you're still here when the episode releases...
1: How at me?
0: Stop, stop at by me? no, at me? Stop by
1: the show. How <laughs> at me, Chloe? I live on East Harlem. All right, I'm not putting my whole address out there, but come say what's up to me. It's in bad
2: step new You just take what's the five poppin'? train up there. You know, it is totally fine. Right, it's really not that bad.
1: It's not that bad. I'll get you some patsies. We'll go to the bodega, get you a chopped cheese. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, you know, can know can what I'm saying? Your in Arizona, and Arizona, you, we can sit on my terrace and I'll rub your booty for like three hours. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Three hours. Oh, That's about
0: how long it would take to travel the circumference of the.
1: The, the circumference. Wow. <laughs> I love how, like, gross you are, You're but 19, also 20 eloquent 20 you are with your vocabulary. <laughs> the circumference of her ass will take three hours to massage. It's
0: a word problem.
1: <laughs> you know, Jessica will be the dad. You know, help us give it homework. Like, Chloe Bailey's butt cheek is this big. <laughs> how long <laughs> is it going to take? <laughs> In her butt.
0: <laughs> I said Five centimeters. <laughs>
1: Now, how I long said time? she wear a size six. <laughs> if there's 60 how long? <laughs> if there's 60 seconds in a minute, how many minutes is it going to take?
2: <laughs> Got your kids sweating. <laughs> I don't know. 12, I don't know. 12? 12? <laughs> Mommy, who he's is this woman he's talking about? Man. This is why your mama left. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? wait Wait a minute. Oh my God.
0: Um, so, yes, as I said, it's good to be back, um, this is our second October episode, and we're just gonna get right into it with our, our favorite first section, Ahmad, hit him with it,
2: stop, mm. Mm. this nigga,
0: thank you very much, sir, yeah. thank you very much, yeah, nigga. so, uh, who needs to be stopped, Jude?
1: Oh, Justin, can you, can you do your Irish thing, please?
0: <laughs> sure. Um, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Uh, <clears throat>
1: can Conor McGregor. Oh. <laughs> can I say crack up? <laughs> Stop this crack up. <laughs> oh, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real <laughs> quick. Shout out, shout out to my baby sis, Satan, at work. I'm just it listen, I call it Satan because she looks like the grudge. Uh-huh. Anyways, Satan, my home, my little homegirl, Satan, has can come up with alternative names for white folks. Oh, hmm. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. The young lady has started calling them ash crickets. Blanco bullies, mm. a Bleach cheese it, oh, cauliflower yep. conquerors, oh, wow, yep. cauliflower pigeons, yep. mm. Ku Klux Kleenex. That's mm. a good one. Yep. Dandruff clubs, uh, discharge stains, <laughs> cum stains. <laughs> it's an
0: exhaustive list. Deodorant
1: stains. <laughs> and then what else did you say? Fetish cheese, folks.
0: It's p- ch- it's probably longer. And
1: wait, and wait a garlic <laughs> goblin. so the garlic goblin conor mcgregor yes yes
2: Yes. i was going to say that list is probably the guinness foam top (laughs) the snow possum shout out to head of the hoochies
1: (laughs) the drunk polar bear
0: yes allegedly attacked a dj in rome and broke his nose with a punch to the face so um uh conor mcgregor this is from tmz conor mcgregor allegedly got in another fight outside the octagon this time a DJ claims the champ punched him in the face and broke his nose. Francesco Facinetti, a famous DJ from Italy, says he and his wife were hanging out with Connor and his fiance in Rome,
2: mm.
0: and at around two thirty AM, Connor threw a punch landing on his face. Faccinetti says the attack was unprovoked. <laughs> it probably wasn't, but I mean also why punch a dude in the face? Exactly. Facinetti, who posted a video that clearly shows injuries, says they were all having fun earlier in the evening. So much so, Connor invited them to tag along to another party. It appears they didn't leave because Facinetti says that's when Connor threw the punch in front of ten witnesses. He was quick to say he's suing Connor. I took a punch for nothing. That punch could go to anyone my friends, my wife, or other friends. That's why I decided to sue Connor McGregor because he is a violent and dangerous person. Um,
1: But only outside of
0: the ring, apparently.
1: He's only a bit. For nothing, I'm just be like, Yo, win a fight, win a fight, win a fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. You hit me in the face, win a fight.
2: <laughs> it looks like Conor McGregor's going to be uh targeting everybody at these clubs, so yeah, Jude, do you want to like go to a club one day and just uh, provoke him? Um, uh, here's the thing, he'll, Jude hit me, he'll
1: hit me with some Irish racism, <laughs> and I'll just, a, it's a particular you know, brand of racism, it's a particular brand of racism. For some reason, when racism comes from other parts of parts of the world other than America, I'm like almost flattered because it's like you know it's a little funny.
0: They've been yeah. doing like it longer.
1: You know they've been doing it longer and like um, with your accent, oh my god, you're so cute. <laughs> you're
0: adorable. It makes it so I, comical.
1: And not for nothing, the Irish are nothing but niggas that like potatoes and shepherd's mm-hmm. pie. Like
0: I like to think of it as vintage racism. But I also, funnily enough, I'm taking this class called Constructing Whiteness in the U.S. And there, I like that. there was it's pretty cool. Um, but we, one of our early readings, we were talking about how there was this big misconception about um, this idea that Irish people had also been slaves um, and that they were slaves longer and suffered worse than African peoples. Um, Irish people, like a lot of immigrants from that part of the world, were indentured servants, but they weren't ever actually enslaved yeah. in chattel slavery. And so uh, that just you saying that they're niggas who like potatoes made me think of that.
1: <laughs> You know, like, any any white person that comes from a poor country, any poor white country are just niggas inside out. Mm. So the Italians are just niggas with mozzarella cheese melted on them, and Russians are just niggas with snow covered on them.
0: I don't think Russians are actually human beings. Russians uh,
1: are crazy, Because I don't
0: think, I don't think you should be able to, like, your body shouldn't be able to process vodka, and the fact that that came from, (laughs) the human body should not. Vodka. (laughs) Vodka. 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 Um,
1: Are those the white people that uh, the Nation of Islam is worried about? (laughs) <laughs> the one that comes from the random planet somewhere. <laughs> that was created by the mad black scientist. Yo, <laughs> I swear to God. I was reading this Malcolm X uh graphic novel, uh, when I was a kid and in it it described how the nation of Islam believed that white people are from this evil black scientist somewhere and he just sent white people here to, you know, bop the niggas. Wow. This evil black I swear scientists. to God. I His name is Ben Carson. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. Ben Boston. (laughs) out (laughs) to the Portega boys. Let me find this. Now Now I'm like, now I'm worried about this. But anyways, now, kind of a bitch-ass nigga. Just win a fucking fight. He's lost. He lost Poirier twice. Mm. And I I would not like to think that when you break your leg like that, it should be considered a loss. But he did kick him, and he threw a punch, and it buckled on him, and then he broke his shit.
0: Yeah, oh I yeah, mean, you know
1: he got murked the first time, the, the second time with uh, Poirier, and then he got smothered by Khabib, got mm-hmm. his ass whooped by Nate Diaz, mm. and Mayweather did what Mayweather did. Like we don't even worry about that no more because like it's impossible to beat Mayweather, right? So like, win a fight, nigga.
0: <laughs> yeah, win this is fight. this is of course like it, it comes after a long list of Conor McGregor acting out. tour bus, yeah. Um, you know, so he, he's been at this for a while. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this man? He remains to be seen. He's
1: Irish. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Nation of Islam. In the beliefs of the Nation of Islam, Yacoub was a black scientist who lived six uh, six 6,600 years ago and began the creation of the white race. He is said to have done this through a form of selected breeding referred to as grafting while living on the island of Patmos. And that's where you get the term Yakubians.
2: Oh, my. You
1: Yakubian devils and they have an image of this nigga and again it looks like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs>
0: if Piccolo took off his uh well, I mean he does take off his turban. <laughs> and then
1: you see his but just look how far back this man's hairline is. It's like a Negro version of Megamon. You know who
2: There you go. That's good.
1: You there know
0: who is. he looks like? He look I was gonna say the leader, uh that Hulk villain with the big Oh, brain.
1: the leader? <laughs> yeah. Literally this his name. The leader the leader, yes. Yeah. Remember when, remember when um What's his name? Sheen from Jimmy Neutron. Hey, got too big. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, man. So, Connor, um, in the words of Michael Jordan, stop it. Get some help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, and he's so talented. He was such a great fighter, but he took those L's and his ego just took a hit. I was watching something, and apparently he doesn't train with high-level fighters anymore. He picked up this boxer who has a winning record, but against people with losing records, Mm. he's not, you know, taking responsibility for his training properly. And he's worried about getting brolic, not getting better. Yeah. I'm worried about getting brolic, but like. But you're not. I'm not a multimillionaire UFC fighter whose well being is fighting. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. This man, Connor, is trying to maintain this. Persona mm. every time when he is um, at these conferences and even when he's outside of it he just does not know how to relax his lats because every time you see him <laughs> his lats are always <laughs> active he's like I'm a gorilla <laughs> <laughs> I'm built like an orangutan no matter how
0: Connor McGilla no
2: matter how slim he'll get, he will always show his last in a fucking photo. I'm like, It's sure. also
0: like he gets his suits so, I mean, and the dude dresses nice, but they're so and tailored. Very. That like. He look like a Power Ranger. It looks like there's no room for any part of him to breathe in, in those suits. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, hopefully that, that DJ gets a nice chunk of uh, change from Conor.
2: He ain't gonna fight. Front. He ain't gonna fight. He only person he gonna think about fighting. Only person that's gonna think about fighting him is Nate. Mm. Nate is ready for that fight. They need they that gonna tr- whoop that ass. They need that. Nate trilogy. gonna whoop that ass. He
0: probably would.
1: That's the only. That's the only fight that makes sense. He cannot challenge for the title. I feel like he'll get smoked by the other guys. like Charles Oliveira. who will yoke his ass. Mm. <laughs> he'll hang that nigga. <laughs> 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 I swear to God, have you? Oliveira has like the submissions you've ever seen. I think it's the most submission wins in the UFC mm. ever in all weight classes. He'll yoke him. Look at get his ass up by Poirier again. Mm-hmm. And then you have Michael Chandler. And then what's his name? Uh, Justin Gaethje. And Justin Gaethje is violent. Mm-hmm. Mm. When you're white and Mexican, I feel like you're a scary person.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, obviously Khabib's not coming back. And that's the fight that McGregor And really that's noble. Wants.
1: I don't want him. about right now is pushing his homeboys up. Yeah. And that's it. Good for him. You know? Good for him. He he, he, fixed, the yeah. he fixed the game. He fixed the game. He's like, I won. I'm the best in the world. No one beat me. I did what I had to do. I was boring, but to us, he's exciting. Mm-hmm. I did what I had to do, and now it's time for me to put my homeboys up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have some more UFC talk later on in the episode, of course, but for now, we'll move into our uh, What's Poppin' section. We got three different things to talk about here uh i guess the the really the fun thing to start with is um the rocks rap career
2: boom boom they going to take our face off that's my <laughs> shit
0: <laughs>
2: what's it's about rock? drive <laughs> it's cooking it's about drive it's about power we stay hungry we devour put in the work put in the hours hey. take what's ours <laughs> like there's someone with my veins <laughs> so what's my motherfucking name Oh my god and, that, then,
0: and then at the end, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Terramana.
2: Thank you, China. <laughs> One take.
1: Yo, someone really said Thanks. that. The, That's how we do it. <laughs> somebody really said that the Rock is just getting all the side
2: missions done in life. <laughs> <laughs> to be he's honest, he's literally everywhere. Yeah. Like you cannot, if you you will literally remember him everywhere. His drinks, his energy drinks, Terramana, You have him as Maui. And then you gonna have him as Superdog from Super Pest, which is coming out next oh, year. Oh yeah, Black Adam, also with him from the WWE. Anna's rapping, and his ass is doing project. His still doing Project Rock, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. You you cannot stop this Remember man. Remember he,
0: he, he did that. competition 50. show. Uh, oh, uh, um, Project was Beast Titan Bassers? or Beastmasters?
1: Wasn't it like no? Was it Beastmaster? Pa- no, no,
0: no, 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 Titan no. Or something. Or something. Like but yeah, that was just like fitness stuff. It was that. It was like Gladiator.
1: Ever, ever, yeah. ever heard of the TV show Gladiator? Where it was a, a bunch of niggas on steroids competing against uh, normal yeah, yeah. people. The Titan Games is what the it is. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. And it's he cool. owns a football team too. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. An arena football team or an is NFL football
0: team? I think an arena football yeah, team. Yeah, like arena an football
2: team.
1: Oh, That's God. been a
0: thing for celebrities recently. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought uh, a team. Um, and there's a documentary about that.
1: Hove is trying to get an NFL team. Hope. Yep. And uh, damn, who else? Uh, I mean, Usher got a is on the Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: Mm. He owns the. He's the he's the owner of XFL. XFL. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's XFL funny. Football. That was yeah. WWE related. Mm.
1: Crazy. It was like a short-lived, like fo- football organization. It's mm-hmm. not a uh, football league. Mm-hmm. Not just organization, but football league. It happened in like. 2000s that had maybe like one or two seasons mm. but they was wild mm-hmm. they was wild but then it got like folded because some money should happen that's what always happens with these other uh, oh, shit. F- uh, football leagues there was one called the USFL that Donald Trump tried to buy into but Donald Trump does what he does sucks up all the money and leaves right mm-hmm. right. fuck Donald Trump <laughs> YG is, is YG in the building Um, <laughs> yeah nigga fuck Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so The Rock
0: collaborated on a track with Tech Nine, um, Nizzle. Who else is on this? King joint? Iso and Joey Cool. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it is a fun song. It's, it's a nice fun. little like you know workout track. Oh yeah, You just bump into it. Um, and The Rock is the is the
2: anchor on this song. He <laughs> he brings in the last. Verse.
1: And literally, like he's just built like an anchor. <laughs> right
2: the music video shows The Rock taking off his. Headphones, his Project Right headphones. Oh, the, takes yeah, off his jacket, and you just see muscle on top of muscle, <laughs> brick by brick. It's like, what is wrong with this man? And then he goes, into, it's about drive. It's like, wait a wait wait, wait wait a minute, it's wait right a
1: minute. Like his rapper hands are strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's like he's like crumping, yo. Like, we stay hungry. We devour. <laughs> I- Somebody said
2: that every every line in that in that song was just a caption of his and that shit I think is that was hilarious. I think
0: that was I was like yeah he just put his instagram captions in verse <laughs> but it's cool like you know it is what it is you whenever you hear the rock talk he's always like it sounds like he's somewhere in between like doing a spoken word poem yes and then just like <laughs> delivering a that. speech
2: he has a script
0: yeah like he's he's always you know um pontificating but, uh, yeah, obviously the trailer for Black Adam, dro- or not, it was a teaser, some teaser, teaser footage, a clip cool. dropped at DC Fandom. It looks cool. He keeps saying, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change.
1: <laughs> um, you Yo, know, imagine I der- this is what tips DC over Marvel. I mean, I don't
0: if know. anyone could do it as The Rock, I we may never get to see him fight Henry Cavill, which I know is what a no. lot of people wanted to happen. Why? With Just because that's, I think his I contract Cavill, is up. Ca- Oh, that's an interesting it's take. It's
1: interesting.
2: Like, I, don't I mean,
0: thought he kind of looked the part. You can he look wasn't. The part, he wasn't like, like the the strongest actor. Like I think I believe Christopher Reeve as Superman a bit more. Right. Even, yeah. Even Brandon Ralph, who I didn't feel looked like Superman that much, cool. was like a cool. You but get they a the boy
2: from Smallville.
0: People wanted him back for a while. He did some stuff on CW. He came back. Uh, he. Tom replaced, Welling.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was for DC Legends of of Tomorrow. Yeah, that that crossover show and. Everybody was just hyped that they saw with him. People thought that he they was, they was going to see him as Superman, but he was just a regular old Clark Kent. It was a lie. A,
1: a lie. lie. <laughs> and there was another uh, Superman series that's out right now, which is apparently doing really well. Superman oh, and Lois. Lois. How was that? I,
0: I haven't watched it. Uh, I know it has its fans like everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, that Tyler Hoechlin is his name uh, as the actor. He seems pretty cool. He's a bit... Uh, the way that he looks is a little different from like your typical Superman, even though he's he's a you know handsome white guy or whatever. But
1: he looks like a math teacher who works yes. out a lot.
2: Yes,
0: yes, that's yes. exactly what it is. He doesn't have
1: that like farm boy look to him. No, he um, he, he, he like a math teacher that works out at Equinox. Yeah, and and, 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 does, to, and does his thing. And
0: used to model in the nineties for like Calvin Klein, and then and then his students find the old pictures and like yo, did you hear, Mr. Hokland used to.
2: Y'all seen Mr. Hoakland back then. <laughs> He look good. He, he look good. You remember, you
0: the remember, uh, Mr. Dubasi? Yes, I Abaguardia. do.
2: Remember. Everybody, every woman was <laughs> so, and a few men. When they found out Mr. Dubasi <laughs> had a
0: partner, yeah, this was a this was an earth science teacher, and you know how yeah. it is in high school. Like, it, teachers generally, we're not used to them being attractive at all. So when someone is even moderately good looking, it's like. They're like a movie All star. Hell breaks loose. Mr. Dubasi was like this ethnically ambiguous brown skinned dude. Kind of looked See, like I'm the sure. guy from SVU. Good looking guy. Um, guy from SVU. The yeah the the not not, not the main guy. <laughs> not
1: <ice tea. laughs> Definitely not ice tea. Not Christopher
0: <laughs> Maloney. But the
1: one. Because um, on there's nothing ethnically ambiguous about Christopher Maloney.
0: No, that dude's an Italian man through and through. Yes. Uh, really. But. That's a
1: like Giddy with an attitude, yo. Like. Uh, <laughs> Danny
0: Pino. Um yeah, look him up.
1: Oh yeah 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 I got I got Yeah yeah
0: so so he was and he was like a cool dude too. Like he had a sense of humor about him. Real weatherman style personality mm-hmm. and yeah, everyone was crazy about Derek yes. Dubassi. He even had like a superhero name, he had Derek the alliteration Dubassi. Derek Dubassi.
1: And then, by, by <laughs> da, 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 da,
0: da. teacher by day, crime fighter by night. But anyway, shout out, Mr. Dubasi, come on the show, yes. uh, talk about weather. Um,
1: he was very talk about climate change and let there. me know if my AKA is too much.
0: Before before <laughs> we move on uh, to our next <laughs> item, Jude had a question for us regarding The Rock over the weekend that oh he wanted my. to say. So, for
1: the show. okay, in both of their athletic prime, mm-hmm. who would win in a fight, The Rock or Shaquille?
2: is the rock not in his prime <laughs> <laughs> with the least amount of injuries okay because least amount is, of injuries if you say least amount of injuries then you're obviously thinking about him being in the WWE like right. close to retirement because this man has suffered so many injuries in his life like so many surgeries that's why he has a five pack um what? yeah yeah literally there's there's like one that was uh it was it was an injury that that was caused and uh i think he it, 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 it ruptured ooh. um his abdomen? Yes. It ruptured his abdomen and ooh yeah, literally yeah you see it right there. Yeah, where the other one's
1: supposed he to be. He had to have surgery Tur- right turn there that around? and turn yeah. Yeah, you can see it. Like did
2: it so he ruptured it ruptured and um it felt like he said something pulled against it and that whole thing. Sounds like a hernia. Like, yeah. Beyond, I don't know. Some, yeah, um, he said I it was like something in, in his in leg. Back. No wait, no. Um, he said it was something in his leg. Well, it's and, like it can it, it can be
0: anywhere as long as it falls through. Like it can fall through your I'm, anatomy, pelvis.
2: I, I nothing. He had he had it from there. It's shoulder surgery, legs. This man suffered a whole. That's lot That's why he got all of them tattoos. You don't see his scars. My <laughs> thing is, I would say prime. You would have to say. <laughs> 2010, The Rock, with like no injuries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's look let's look at the stats, right? They're both the same age. Uh the Rock is two months younger, if, if that matters to anyone. Okay. He stands at six five. Uh Shaquille stands at seven one and one. that muscle, you think he's shorter. You would feel like he's, See, he's shorter than I ses- feel like
1: like people who are more yakked up like that, you would think tend that they're shorter, a little bit more yeah. shorter to put on all that. Right. Mm. But, it's crazy to think damn. that
0: if the rock was in here, he would he would only be a little bit taller than you are. That's wild. I mean, he, you know,
1: I look like a shrimp compared to him. <laughs> <the bars. laughs>
0: ah, you're the one they call Jude. <laughs>
1: <Puny>. <laughs> nice to meet you, little buddy. <laughs> I can't hear you're, the,
0: <laughs> you're the you're the black Italian stallion. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> I'm
2: Samoan. I'm the, I'm the Samoan lion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, did you know I played Hercules? Yeah. B- yeah. <laughs> Bitch. Sorry I'm late. I had to bench press a truck before I came <laughs> up. Uh, it is what it is. Anyway, Shaquille, here's the thing.
1: I flew the plane. There was a bear <laughs> in the stairwell. <laughs> I
2: had to move him i the rock. <laughs> <laughs> a bear in the sta-
1: <laughs>
2: I put
0: him. I put him out on the street, ordered the Uber for him. Because <laughs> I'm a good guy at the end of the day, I'm a good guy.
1: <laughs> the, rock, the, rock puts all his food, the Rock puts all his food on a 45-pound plate. <laughs> oh <laughs> he uses a pitchfork for a fork. <laughs> 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 and a chainsaw for a knife. <laughs> you,
0: gotta, you, gotta, you gotta get this protein in. You gotta, it's good. It's good to get the protein in. Get the it's protein. About
2: cheat day. Ooh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I just dropped face off. We're actually number one. And, uh, I just want to tell you guys <laughs> uh, I got my Terramata right here too <laughs> Terramata fuel syrup you know how um, many bro, how many of those does he have to drink to get drunk this man Probably I don't. do not know did
0: y'all see that video of him down in the I feel like it might have been water
2: I have I don't know <laughs> I don't, <laughs> he I've, took a bottle of it and he was like
0: this is how you're supposed to drink it and he
1: game does that there, put you that, know that to the the game. My, obviously one of my favorite rappers uh-huh. he, every now and then I've seen videos of him he'd take a bottle of Ciroc or a bottle of fucking Um, anyways, the tail of the tape. <clears throat> yes, in this corner. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not, a, not a segment in this corner, but in this in, corner. In this Shaquille corner. O'Neal. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal currently weighs 324 pounds, mm. which is crazy. I'm
1: saying prime Shaq is Lakers. Yes, Lakers Shaq.
2: So, like, you okay? Okay, you are talking about like not, not the first cha- after the first NBA championship with Kobe?
1: Yeah, so he's Shaq is seven one. He's 324 right now. I'm saying maybe he's 300 flat or maybe a little heavier, but he's a lean rock, dude. Rock right now is 262 so let's say, approximately. So let's just say Shaq is even it out, 325. Just even it out, mm-hmm. big or small, whatever.
0: I, I Here's the thing. I feel like, I mean, where's Shaq from?
1: He's yeah, from, New from Newark, New, New, Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey. He went to school at uh, LSU, uh, Louisiana State University. And, mm. and the Rock is from California, right? The um, Rock from everywhere.
0: That's <laughs> true.
2: You got the small and blood in them.
0: <laughs> um, sometimes here's I feel like I want to say the Rock. I feel like if the two like what's the scenario, right? They're at, they're at a bar after party, maybe like uh, 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 Puff is throwing like some sort of what? Because this is this is 2010. We're saying
1: 2010. <laughs> I was <laughs> saying 2000. 2005? To be safe? Uh, when he was with uh, the Heat, also, he won a championship with the Heat. He was,
2: okay, okay, okay. 2005, he was. 2005, he was doing movies. Uh, rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Walking Tall and, and Walking and Tall, those weird um, movies.
1: Shaq was,
0: sh- was done doing movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shaq was no longer Who doing. Who got the cool. better
2: movie? Nah, Rock had a better movie career. Yeah. I was sure. about to say, you better stop this <laughs> shit. <bro. laughs> We would not say Steel <laughs> nor Kazam was a better I movie. <laughs> I am Kazam, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but not for nothing. Shaq got a better rap career. I'm just saying he got a song with Biggie. Oh well.
2: Um, you can't stop the rain. I mean, he also
1: can dance. Shaq Shaq can, can do B-boy, like yo. yeah,
2: he can do he can like pop lock. yeah. Wasn't that popular though back then when it came to uh, basketball players? Being rappers on, on certain that's true, videos, that's true. That's true. But now nah, they can always do it.
1: Allen Iverson did it. Kobe did it. Yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard's really good at it, apparently.
2: I've seen some. Iman stuff. Shumpert's a pretty good. Iman rapper. Shumpert's nice. I have listened to some of Iman Shumpert's music. It is
1: pretty good,
0: actually. But um, I think if if, if we're setting Shaq's it in if we're setting it in 2005, then like they're probably at somebody's after party or album release or whatever somewhere in Calabasas, and uh, you know maybe it's a situation where Shaq. Uh, they're both such nice guys, so you can't imagine them getting
1: heated. Okay, they're just sparring. They're just a, they, they like to train, you know, kickboxing or MMA, no. and they like training, no. and so they spar with each other. I feel like... And I they d- want to test themselves a little bit, because they're both athletes, they're right. both alphas, they want to see what's Listen, done.
0: obviously obviously, Shaq That's has the reach advantage. Shaq has the reach advantage.
1: But uh, the Rock could also play football, and knows how to close the range, he, he and does. knows how to take, take a big nigga down.
0: But then it's about yeah. footwork from a basketball player, you know what I mean? If he's... If Have he's f-
2: you seen a football player's footwork?
0: You're right. I mean, it, yeah. they also he's quick-
2: the WWE as well. Yeah. I mean, I but... I feel like it, picking it. up and slamming dudes. Picking up and slamming men. But his 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 weight probably was a little lower than what it is right now. I'm talking about Dwayne Johnson. Mm. Touché, touché, like touché. He, he, he was not this that that stocky back in the He 05. wasn't yet. He wasn't. He was um, big.
0: We thought he was big, and then we didn't know... He, was hadn't just tall. he hadn't hit his, his final form yet.
2: Right. He was
0: like, <laughs> Nigga made. like Broly, yo. Because this, 2005, he still had his hair.
1: got yeah, to keep that in mind. Had, he had the weird hair, though. He had the Dracula cut. Sh- <laughs> yes, he did have
0: a bit of a widow's peak. But before he cut the hair, that was when he unlocked his full potential. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so he's still kind of, I think Shaq is bald. He's been bald since. Been bald forever.
1: <laughs> bald forever. But, like, no, I mean, no no one could see from up there. <laughs>
0: I guess I'm saying, I feel like... You see my hair? You, see my hair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> Short <nigga. laughs>
1: Yo, who knew if I could do a Shaq impression? <laughs> That's a pretty
0: solid one, Short too. It's very good. Short <laughs> I'm looking at his face right now. I think he's speaking. Is that you, Shaquille? <laughs> Have you joined us? Um Yeah. yeah i <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> J, J- C Penny that's me. <laughs> Penny. Oh me. my god. I, I
0: think I think The Rock would probably take it um because I think that he had wow. more experience doing fighting or, or being, you know, combative in that sense. Um hmm. of, you know, which is not to say that Shaq couldn't have gotten into some street fights in Newark, but maybe. I you know that's why I ask where they're from cuz sometimes that can be the difference, but I feel like, you know, ultimately take I know, I think today he definitely
1: would. Absolutely. You see how bad knees Shaq has? <laughs> yeah, Let's I look mean, at the list of injuries Shaquille O'Neal has. <laughs> I mean, like, okay.
2: I would say but as as you're looking that up. I would say that Dwayne Johnson like with him in like the university, of, I think he went to University of Miami. University of yeah, Florida, he did.
1: And he won a championship over there.
2: Yeah, like homeboy was a linebacker mm. and I'm pretty he was saying like, you know, if he wasn't if he didn't get injured would have been going to the nFL um or he would have got maybe you know go, going to the draft and all that but we we wouldn't know um but then he found his potential in the wwe right and right. so he's already he's already like probably suffered injuries from there picked up a lot of people been slammed so his his body's already used to um that 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 damage that he's been taking. and exactly. um, he's it's like he's he's already it's like muscle memory to him right um so I'm pretty sure, him going against 300 plus person would be like. It would definitely be another uh, play by play on mm-hmm. on a football so field so too. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: and uh, but not Shaq has knee injuries, toe injuries, and his hand got broken twice from hard fouls. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So and this is just what I'm getting from Bleacher Report, you know. And he only played 30 percent of his real game. You know, he missed 200 games from mm-hmm. all those injuries, over a course of I think. Maybe like a twenty year career because he started in the nineties with the Magic, mm-hmm. and uh, went on to play for like seven other teams, and then finally ended in like two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. something like that. So like a 15, 16 year career. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Wait did, did you already you already name like the the injuries that Shaq? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A knee toe hand broken. Okay, <clears throat> that's that's cute. Um, The Rock had four knee surgeries. Torn quadricep off his pelvis. That torn is that abductor abdomen shit. Off of his pelvis, triple hernia surgery, ruptured Achilles tendon, completely shoulder reconstruction, three lower back disc herniations, <laughs> two low back disc ruptures. This man is unstoppable. <laughs> I'm saying, bro. This man is unstoppable.
1: You can shoot the rock, and the bullet will just melt. So.
2: <laughs> it makes no the actual, sense. Actually, the bullet will stop mid-air and say,
0: you know what? Never mind. Let me go back up <laughs> into the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I thought I was going to do.
2: Hop Who that man? Oh, <laughs> you right, know, All right. <laughs> so, the rock, the rock is going to
0: smoke. <laughs>
2: uh, shimmy him back into the, into the gun. <laughs> the rock is going to smoke. I remember, when they,
0: I remember when they asked uh, uh on Hot Ones, they asked um Idris. Uh, If he had one shot against the rock, what would he aim for? And he said, Dwayne, I love you, bro, but I'm going for your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Just yak, because at least by the the time you recover, I'm halfway up the block.
2: (laughs) He's going to punch directly in the throat? (laughs) Listen, you got to do what you got to do. Like a tiger tiger fist? Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. And I feel like it's an easier target than like you try to kick the rock in the nuts.
1: That's a heavy nut, yo. Yeah.
0: It's not going going to work. That
1: is is a cement testicle. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Also, he'll just trap your foot between his quads. (laughs)
1: You know all those those TikToks where people be like grabbing and stuff with their hands, but you know, where they're, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's literally the rock's testicles. (laughs) Clinch.
0: It's been years since I had to use this all around entertainer,
1: though. Like him on the WWE was fantastic. He was so respectfully disrespectful. Yeah. He's. It uh, doesn't
0: matter. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was just talking about this with my girl, like, this morning. She into this, too? What happened? She into, like, WWE, too? Uh, she, she just knows The Rock because everybody knows The mm-hmm. Rock. Of course. You know, we, we, we were just like, this man will definitely become a billionaire. Like, some way, somehow, mm, he's going gonna to get there. It's very possible. No one doesn't like 50. him. Yeah. He's, yeah. No one. I have I, never heard a single person say, it's just something about The Rock that just doesn't sit well with me. I mean, he's, he's such a nice guy, right? When you know, you don't ever want to pick a fight with him. So I mean, I it's it's, it's
0: just self preservation at that point. If it's I'd like I, I I wouldn't want to jump into a lion pit at the zoo. It's common sense. <laughs> I
1: wouldn't want to start a fight with this. Is, this is like a ty- a tiger, a lion, and a gorilla had a fucking baby, <laughs> <laughs> and a Samoan, and a Samoan. <laughs> Can't forget the Samoan. Yeah, um, I want to eat what his mama cook.
0: I'm sure dinner at The Rock's house Ooh, is great.
1: Mm, I'm mm. sure that hits.
0: I'm sure it's great. Um, <laughs> although, actually, his dad... Rocky oh, Johnson. His dad was black. His mom was the... Uh, his mom was the mm-hmm. small. Man. Right, yeah, yeah. Black well, um, we've spent a lot of time talking about The Rock.
1: So... <laughs> Sorry, I, Jack.
0: Nah, Yeah, It is what it is. Um, let's quickly talk about Kanye's name change so that we can get to the UFC stuff. Yeah. Um, and the
1: terrible haircut he has.
0: It, it, oh, there's another one?
1: <laughs> Bro, he has like this whole sorry cancer patient, weird oh. alopecia, oh. patchy haircut, happening. and it's blonde, isn't it?
0: N- I, I feel like d- it. No. Oh, it's just flag. just regular. It is just.
1: right. It's just regular. He's Jet just. Light.
2: He's getting older. <laughs> <laughs> you well, you this is coming
0: from right. CNN. Uh, Kanye West is no more. After filing <laughs> paperwork <laughs> to change his name, the rapper born Kanye Omari West finally got what he asked for and will be legally known as
1: Ye. His mother. Is doing this bowling over,
0: <laughs> spinning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the, what is I don't even know what is there to say about this except that he did it. Uh, you know, we've talked about Kanye a lot on this show. Uh, the, the
1: what does he think he is, Muhammad Ali? But he,
0: but at least that is like religiously motivated. I don't know what the reason for him calling himself Yay
1: is. Right?
0: I mean, uh, does anyone know why he wants to do that?
1: What do you think he is Marvelous Marvin Hagler? <laughs>
0: Did he change his name to Marvelous?
1: He did. He did because ABC was like, we are not going to just put your name up there as Marvelous Marvin. You better change that shit. He was like, all right, change his name to Marvelous Marvin. Wow. Mm. Shout out to Marvelous Marvin Hagel, R. P. to the God. One of yeah. the baddest, baddest fighters of all time. I
0: mean, at least both your nicknames can be Marv in that in that sense, but yay mm. was already a nickname for Kanye. So what's the point?
2: I mean, it was Kanye, then it was Yeezus. Right. I'm honestly surprised he didn't decide to call himself Jesus. Thank God it's not Yandi or that. Yeah. I mean, I've I've gotten to this point where anything that Kanye does, I'm just not surprised anymore. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) this man, literally wears full-on masks in public. Like, it's it's, it's (laughs) it look like he's about to rob a bank, but um, he's just walking casually. And not for nothing. Did you see Kim on SNL? Yeah, I <laughs> did not. But I did. I, like I did watch the opening monologue. That's what that was nice. hilarious. Okay, okay. Yes. That was yes. great. That was. That great. was really good.
1: The best one is like I feel like my favorite host of the last ten years maybe is Drake and mm. Kim.
2: Drake is funny.
1: Drake is hilarious. Did you see his Cat Williams impression? Yes,
2: I did. It's a pretty Excellent. solid one. It was Excellent. great. Excellent. I enjoyed it. It's a pretty solid one. Don't mind me, Justin. Yes, I, um, I did pick a pickle a out somewhere.
0: I'm, I'm minding mm-hmm. my business. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Kanye, uh, excuse me, yay, um, do whatever you do, man. We're going to talk about something more interesting, <laughs> which is uh moving into in this corner. Yes, UFC 268 coming up with uh a title bout for, this will be middleweight or actually the welterweight championship between Kamaru Usman this is a
1: stacked card and though. Colby I'm Covington. I'm excited about this
0: one. Yeah, they're returning for a rematch as well as Rose Namajunas and Wiley Zhang. Justin Gagey versus Michael Chandler. Three really good Wait,
1: There's there's two more fights on here that's interesting. It's sad about this last one. The fourth one is Frankie Edgar and Marlon Vera. Frankie Edgar is towards the end of his career. Mm. He is a former lightweight champion, dropped down 2045, challenged for the featherweight title I think like two or three times, could never get it, mm. but he was fighting Jose Aldo, who's basically the best featherweight of all time. Mm. At, but before Bonavere is just this vicious dude who's been kind of on a tear lately. And then you have Alex Pereira and Andres McHale with some wild M- ass names. Good. But the thing about Alex Pereira is he is the last person to beat Israel Adesanya in a kickboxing match. Oh, yeah. And he knocked his ass yes, out. Yes, yes. The mm. only person, I think, whoever The knocked only person to knock. Knocked him out. Yeah. Knocked him clean out. Yeah where he was just sleeping, and you saw Tweety Bird (laughs) fly around his face.
0: (laughs) I've seen that clip, yeah. That was a vicious knockout.
1: So that's exciting to see Alex Pereira, his first fight in the UFC, and I hope he does well, because I don't want to see Israel Adesanya just get his ass whooped or be beat or anything vicious like that to happen to him, because I really like him and I really appreciate him as a fighter. Mm -hmm. But you do want to see someone get challenged. Exactly, yeah. And you want to see how they can rise to the occasion.
0: I wonder wonder what Israel's reaction is to seeing Pereira kind of climb the ranks in UFC now, you know that's a fight that, they're, that, that promoters that's are gonna they're looking make. for. yeah. Um, but obviously he's a much more diverse fighter now than he was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that rematch looks like. But yeah um, I mean the one that I'm most interested in talking about right now is Usman versus Covington because way back in our first season Ooh. it was our third episode that yeah. we talked about their first fight um, and now two years later they're getting ready for the rematch finally. Covington wants us to believe that uh, Usman's team didn't want the fight to happen.
1: It's been such a journey for you to get This fight to happen, Marty fake newsman, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Dick sucker. Yeah. I he broke your face. Yeah. He broke your face.
0: How do y'all? I mean, obviously Usman has only developed in the time that uh that Cummington, he you know, the, the time kno- since their first fight. He developed? knocked out. Developed. He's been knocking niggas the fuck he out. He knocked out mosquito, Like
1: Did you? See? We 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 watched that in my house. You the like on knockout, yeah. Dog. Dog. Yeah.
0: He sent that man to Jesus. He sent street Jesus to real <laughs> Jesus.
1: And Jesus hanging there like, damn. <laughs>
2: that's crazy.
1: Wow. Yo, you should go back. You should, you should just go back. You're not ready to die yet, but you that's know, you, crazy. You know, damn well you
2: don't want to come up here from that ass room. <laughs> <laughs> go I'm going to give you another chance. Give you another chance. Um, i like, motherfucker uh, Do we
0: feel like this will be another easy... Uh, it wasn't an easy win the first time, but do we feel like this
1: will be easier for Usman now? I'll never say a fight's easy, especially mm-hmm. these championship fights. But I think where Kamaru is in his career and the team he's around, he's mm-hmm. around Rose, he's around Justin Gaethje, and even just those three together... Oh, they're all on the same team. Yeah, they're all on the same team, and they're all on the same card. Yeah. So those three as a team and the, the trainer that they have, his name is Trevor Whitman, mm. who's a talented, talented, talented trainer. Mm-hmm. And he's been w- just an excellent brain in the game. Mm. So I think with that coach, their skill set, their work ethic, and what they do with each other, mm-hmm. how they train each other, and how they push each other, the cliche goes iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. So That's I think this will be, you know, a, I, I have Kamara winning, but don't sleep on Kobe. He's been winning. Yeah. He's been winning, but not for nothing beat tyron woodley during covid i forgot who else he fought but you beat tyron woodley as tyron woodley is on the way out yeah and he's been on the way out since his fight with kamaru yeah <laughs> and we watched that fight he was getting decimated yeah so you cannot say hey i beat him too and i beat him worse well yeah his rib broke but you're beating a guy who doesn't really want to be there anymore
0: yeah exactly to your point the mental kind of um energy of having all your teammates there fighting with you, that's definitely going to, I think, boost all of them. Um, you know, Nama Junis versus Zhang is also really interesting, of course, uh, because I... You iron
1: Sharpens Iron there, too. She's... Uh Wei Li... I'm sorry to interrupt you, bro, no but uh, Wei Li is training with... Triple uh, C. No, Triple C. What's his name? Um. Oh, my God. Henry Sahuda, Oh The Olympic champion, Bantamweight champion, and Flyweight champion. Okay. That dude. and his crazy. Yeah. <laughs> iron sharpens iron, man. Like. The
0: one who's always commenting on every other UFC fighter's post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Him, 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 him. Um, I think Zhang is a really cool fighter. You know, I feel like we share that opinion here. I think that the first fight with Rose, while Rose won fairly, knocked her the the fuck out. Knocked her out, but, but a sexy ass, ass head kick. I but house. I think it yeah. also was a situation where uh, Zhang. I think Zhang underestimated her. I think that's probably how that happened because it doesn't seem like the type of mistake. You know, based on who we saw fight Yon Jacek, uh, that's who she fought, right? Yeah, she if fought Yon and with ago.
1: the welts all over shorty's face. No, it's called hematoma mm-hmm. with these big-ass knots on her skull mm-hmm. which looks like skeletor.
0: <laughs> Based on the way she fought that fight, you know, I know that it's, it's not just power. She's pretty smart, too, so I'd like to see this fight go a little longer. I'd be happy if either of them win. Um
1: Yeah, I'm not mad if either of them.
0: And then Gaethje and Chandler. I like Gaethje as a fighter. I don't know m- too He's much about violent. Chandler. Yeah,
1: yeah. Both of them think this is violent. Both of them, both of them are crazy. But I think this is uh whoever wins this one should get a title shot. After oh. lightweight. Because mm. Kamagar ain't doing shit with his broken ass leg. <laughs> like, like, we mean like have a motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Where do y'all think so what is it, what is the the next career step for either Usman or Covington,
1: depending on which one of them wins? Ahmad? Pass that to you.
2: He's gonna take that challenge to try to go up to heavyweight mm. and drop down to um. He's lightweight. I, I don't. Mm. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I think he might just stay there and just like just chill for a bit. But do you think he's gonna retire after this? I don't think so. I feel like he's, he's just, just getting started. started.
1: Yeah. I think. I think the move for Usman might be light heavyweight, if he secures this, because he's not gonna fight uh Israel. It's something that he said that right. he's not going to go after Adesanya or right. even um, uh, Francis, which oh. even, that's just
2: fucking impossible.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that'd be something to see. But I don't think.
1: I mean, hilarious. I get but
2: it. No. I get it. I get it. Though I get it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, Nigerian
0: yeah. solidarity.
1: Uh
2: huh. He's like we we we, we gonna <laughs> we gonna take our divisions.
0: Yeah. We're gonna hold the line here. It's like yeah. they're the generals of their respective exactly. you know, divisions. Um, so. Yeah, because I think, yeah, it, he would, so that would mean he'd have to, because Israel is, he challenged for light heavyweight, but he lost, so he's still in middleweight,
1: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. He gonna chill and smoke all of them.
0: So Usman would have to jump middleweight mm-hmm. uh, and maybe challenge. Uh, and
1: then that might not be a good idea because those guys are bigger, stronger, even yeah. longer than he is. Yeah. And I don't think lightweight is a good idea either because Kamaru's already a big dude. Right. So you have to cut all that weight.
0: It Not might just be a Steve. thing. Yeah, he I might just. I don't
1: know what he walks around at.
0: Right, right, right. Mm. But if Covington wins, uh, third fight. Oh, right.
1: Yeah, yeah trilogy. You know? One and one. Yeah, third fight. Gotta trilogy. Big more, more money for the UFC. More money for these guys. You know, more eyes on it
2: now that one dude won, the other dude won. Mm-hmm. Mm. Third fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, most likely. Um, hmm. it's I mean, interesting.
2: Who's minus a good one seventy?
1: five is the weight uh, requirement mm. for a light heavyweight. Oh, shit.
2: Okay. Never mind.
1: He <laughs> 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 has to put on 35 extra pounds. That is a lot. And not for nothing, though, this is what he cuts down to already. He mm-hmm. cuts down to 170. So he might be walking around 180, mm. has to jump up uh, 25 pounds, but he's used to fighting smaller dudes like Covington.
0: Right. Mm. That's the thing that's so weird about weight classes, man, is like it's it's not actually, and we've talked about this a lot, even before Ahmad was on the show, but it's not actually how much you weigh. It's how little can you weigh and still be effective in a fight
1: <laughs> in a weird way. It's stupid. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's good to have a weight weight requirement, yeah. but the idea of cutting down so you can have that advantage when everyone else, everyone else does that already, yeah. you're just wasting your time and energy. And you're putting yourself in danger.
0: Yeah, I feel like learning how to be. Maybe this is this is what separates like people who are self defense minded versus people who are sports minded. But I feel like learning how to fight the way that your body is naturally is pivotal, right? Because yeah, nah. like for self defense at least, because you know you're walking around like you don't you obviously don't have time to oh hold, hold up before you stab me, my <laughs> man before you stab me let me go.
2: And lose 10 pounds. Let me yeah. get something from my house.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Let, yeah, let me go take this salt bath. So, um, But obviously for the sport, I guess it's like you want to even things out and you want people to look like more of a match for each other, which, you know, there's that aesthetic, I think, value to it as well.
1: There might be something too. that, yeah, the aesthetic idea of it, that you have to look like a fighter.
0: Yeah, in yeah. A low
1: body fat percentage.
0: Even though, like, mad brawler. you look at someone like D.C., DC just kind of looks like a. I mean, I'm sure he's solid, you know, but he just kind of looks like an average dude who weighs two thirty or whatever he weighed uh, when he was fighting. So like, it obviously not everyone does it the same way. Um, what's his uh, Derek Lewis, the Beast?
1: Derek. Oh yeah, yeah, Derek, Derek, Lewis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's
0: he's another guy. You know, once you get into heavyweight, nobody's necessarily Francis Ngannou is literally a freak of nature because
1: he'll <laughs> beat Shaq and the Rock. <laughs> Now, that is what, you know, he'll beat the
0: <laughs> shit out of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just... You, you know what? Actually, would be funny is if they could... There should be... Listen, I'm pleading, some, pleading some very uh, talented visual effects artist. Get co- uh, uh, Francis Ngannou in a room and digitally recreate Thanos doing that abdomen punch challenge on him. I just want them... Even if you have to, like, get That's Josh funny. Brolin in there and mm-hmm. just have him do the motion capture, like, okay, a, I'm going for it he's going to punch Francis Ngannou in the in the stomach and Ngannou ju- I can feel, that feels like a like a Super Bowl commercial for something like Word, like they do like Doritos. <laughs> <or something. laughs> it would be Doritos. <laughs> it would absolutely be Doritos. Yeah, yeah. So um Nacho cheese. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's punching him in the ass,
2: got the bag of Doritos in his hand. <laughs> Is that the
1: best you got? <laughs>
0: Crunch so good you won't feel Thanos punching you.
1: <laughs> Yo, Something. I just realized this. Don't Francis and laugh like Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't remember what his laugh sounded like until you did that. Yeah, he does kind of sound like. Then he has the finger. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Most t- in ball. my house.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Francis. Hey, Francis, man. come on the show. No, <laughs> you know? don't come on the show. Listen, either. every there, you gonna want to punch us. Well, we'll punch him, and then when I punch him in the stomach, my hand is just gonna go like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say we got. I'll let y'all do it. I ain't. I ain't trying
2: that. I'm gonna more. be eating while all that shit is happening.
1: I'm <laughs> not gonna be here eating his pickle. <laughs> I'll t- pause.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you this.
0: I feel like, hopefully, if you're listening, this goes for people who listen to us regularly and newcomers. You can tell the difference between when we're ragging on someone with love and when we genuinely uh, do not like them. The Rock, we have no ill will toward the Rock, so we'll make some fun of the Rock. I love that
2: man too much. Know,
1: yeah, I mean, you know,
0: I do. so The Rock, come on the show. Francis Ngano, come on the show. Um, who do we not like? Connor. Connor McGregor, don't come on the show.
2: Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul Logan come Paul. on the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul I actually may not mind talking to, weirdly enough. I see I know the this the uh the thing he did in the uh, Alkigahara suicide forest, quote unquote, in Japan. That was obviously messed up, and we yeah. all kind of just let that happen, uh, let him get away with it. But he seems to have mellowed out in a I way think that
1: from that he if he think he realized anything the yeah that repercussions of what he did, mm-hmm. and he was like, all right, I'm gonna chill out because yeah. I didn't hear anything about him after that, nah, and then now he's kind of just yeah. But
0: I think it's it's in it's most of the stuff that you hear about from him is in proximity to what his brother's doing, and his brother still seems like the more obnoxious. Sorry,
1: he's fighting he's fighting Tyson Fury's I think homeboy or cousin. This kid, oh oh my god, what's this nigga name? Oh god, this is like this
0: is like the DC universe now. You got like all the this Shazam, like the Marvel family, the Flash family. (laughs) It
2: makes no damn sense. (laughs) Tommy Fury, he's fighting Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury, wait, hold on, wait, 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 take my phone. Tommy Fury was part of Love Island. I'm what? Sorry. Yes, you Tommy serious? Fury was part of Love Island. Shout out to my girl, but we we watched that season and Tommy Fury was part of Love Island. Duh. <laughs> she was like, she said, she has play love. It, <laughs> she was like, she said, yeah, she, she he, he's the brother of some famous boxer. I said, wait, Tyson Fury's brother?
0: I know one man by that name. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Speaking of Tyson Fury, he did put the brakes on on Mr. Uh, oh Mr. Deontay. Hey, Deontay yeah. Simply it's his yeah, it's his yes. brother. Yes, yes. We didn't even. Oh, he for beat the Forgot about that.
1: He totally forgot about that. But we should forget about that. We shouldn't, you know, comment on a black man getting his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he got his.
2: ass. I mean, people
0: were saying it was a good fight, but they I were guess saying it was
2: a good fight. But he knocked them down twice. Mm-hmm. Like Deontay did knock down Tyson twice. But, but they're
1: heavyweights. They do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: they <know> they <laughs> okay.
0: Just by turning around, they could knock somebody over. <laughs> On oh, my fault, <laughs> I didn't
2: see you. <laughs> Tyson made that man drop he, again.
0: Did y'all see that video of uh, <laughs> what he do? The video of Tyson Fury rapping um uh, uh the Biggie song oh and his whole family. God. If you don't know, now you know, N- nigga. <laughs> oh man,
1: that's
0: and so then they were cringe. like, then they were like, he took the he took the pass by force. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my. That's my word now.
1: Caption. <laughs> <laughs> Caption.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a comment that said, Y'all gonna have to send Creed or something. I don't want to say
1: it. Jesus Christ, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a Canadian. My bad. Where is he? From? Is he, is he He's to be from. be? Um, he's from London, England, but of the gypsy people, traveling oh, interesting. folks. So basically, think about like you and your homies just sit in the RV and you, your, your homies, your family sit in an RV and you just travel <laughs> just everywhere. Just the homies.
2: <laughs> you know, like, just the homies, like, me and the homies.
1: Just ghetto, just ghetto white people. Understood. Ghetto British white people. That's what Tyson Fury is. is so that's what British that's what person. makes
0: him feel like he's he named
1: after Mike Tyson. When a white person names their child after a black man, yeah,
0: no, that's it's Something to be concerned about. Ghetto. Yeah.
1: If you if you see a white Michael Jordan somewhere, ghetto.
0: <laughs> Tyson Fury, come on the show. <laughs>
2: That would be hilarious. I would want to see him on this show, actually. <laughs> that would be fucking funny. I feel like Deontay Wilder. I would just be like, I would just look at him and be like, I, I, I just somewhat don't like looking at your face, <laughs> Oh, Wilder. <laughs> yeah. Cause from Alabama. What? No, I got feeling he's from Georgia. Okay, but his, his face look like just something. Uncomfortable Deontay Wilder's face. Just something uncomfortable about that. I want to make sure you say Deontay Wilder's face. Deontay yes. Wilder's face. Yes. Why? That's yes. interesting. I don't. I, don't I just this. don't know. I'm just. I. I think about it. and I'm just like, mm. you're creeped out by to this day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely would not want to take a right cross from that man. I, I do it's not. It's not a cross though. An uh, overhand, or even like th- it's literally it's a windmill, <laughs> yo. Like. it's just a street hook. He he literally makes his um. His his uh his his trainers like throw up from them body shots. Yeah, it's yeah, it's too much. Yeah. He's still a ruthless man, but God damn, he got knocked out. <laughs>
0: that is gonna be our first um bit of talking for the day. We're gonna take a break and then come back and briefly wrap about a really dope documentary, yes, Summer of Soul. So stay tuned.
2: So, for this segment here, we're gonna talk about the lovely summer of Seoul documentary. It actually came out in uh, this past came out this past summer actually, mm-hmm. and this documentary was it basically told the story of a lovely festival mm-hmm. called the Holland Cultural Festival, nineteen sixty nine. 1969 that is 51 years ago good gosh 51 years ago and this concert took place at Mount Morris Park which is now Marcus, Marcus Garvey. Garvey Park mm-hmm. and so this was literally in everybody's backyards and nobody knew about this because these tapes weren't it, it wasn't aired yeah. it wasn't aired they, they on filmed the TV. whole
0: thing it lasted for 6 weeks yes um, it was dormant
2: for 50 years yeah and and
0: finally uh, Quest Love um so took quest. it upon himself to uh to unearth that footage and put it together into a really cool film.
2: Put the footage together. He brought in uh some of the performers that were part of the Harlem Culture Festival, mm-hmm. uh, such as Stevie Wonder, he brought in Gladys Knight, mm-hmm. he brought in he has some of the some of the other performances other perform- performance sirs uh uh the, 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 the staple singers. Mm-hmm. Um <coughs> and so uh this is mainly, you know, Black and brown people, Hispanic people, black people, everybody from uh, from other races showing up at Mount Morris Park, which was over 300,000 people mm-hmm. showing up at this concert. Packed that out. That nobody knew. <laughs> packed out, bro. Yeah. Packed out. And With the heavy hitters. Literally. And so for, and, and for this, you know, some things needed to be uh, – so some things ne- needed to, to be made, like, you know, they have to uh, connect with all of these people, mm-hmm. pay them on time and also get the equipment, get the lighting, set the stage and, you know, just make sure that it is a safe, but also a loving um space for everybody mm-hmm. to enjoy the people around them, but mm-hmm. also the music that is yeah. being heard. You know, and and, and, and so um, to to give you, like, some examples, like, you have Gladys Knight and the Pips. Young Gladys Knight, who's probably, like, what, in her 20s? That's in really in terrifying this? to me.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about it when I'm seeing—I'm sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. But when I'm seeing all these people— who are legends to us, who are legends to our parents, our parents listen to them, yep. and they're our age, making this music, yeah. it's just flabbergasted. It's ridiculous. Didn't Stevie
0: say he was 19?
2: 19 years he old was at a somewhere boy, or so. He was like a boy, genius. He was. He was like a prodigy. I was, he was, I I was what, looking 14 up, when he started? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was looking up, actually I think even younger, like 11 or something. Yeah, I was, he was, yeah, I was yeah. looking up his his discography, and he had he put out like 8, 10 albums by the time this concert What's going on? I thought that segment was really cool. Specifically, hearing from like Chris Rock, they had him come in and give Mm -hmm. his, you know, his little uh, 10 cents. Yeah. About Stevie's ingenuity. Yes. (coughs) You know, and the way that he changed up his sound to kind of address how the black community was looking at Mm. themselves in a different way in the late 60s, going into the early 70s. You know, the natural Mm -hmm. hair movement, the dashikis, and everything. Like, you know, and then how Stevie was encouraged to become more politically active, um, fundraising for the community and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, it's so fascinating that this was going on the same summer as Woodstock. Um and Woodstock is the one that people talk about.
1: Yes. Yeah. You the know one that Jimmy went to. Oh, Hendrix? Mm. Well, I mean,
0: I guess I can't really be that surprised that Jimmy Hendrix went to Woodstock. He was a rock star and
2: a, a star. lot of his
0: fans at the time. Probably white LSD. Yeah, he got, he got
2: users. big in London, right?
1: That makes sense. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. You know who else was big
0: in London was uh, uh this is random but Billy Pope uh no that sounds the same. Hang
2: on. Is it Billy Pope? But also Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Got really Tina Turner was these, yeah. very big in overseas. And this long Was actor. Billy Paul. <laughs> Billy Paul.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Billy Paul was really big in London. Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Billy Paul. Uh, me and Mrs. Jones won a Grammy apparently because it blew up overseas in London.
2: And that uh, song
0: is so fucking
2: horrible. It's I about love an affair. it, but it, it is an af- about an affair. Okay, just like, uh,
0: just like that pina colada song.
2: Yes, is about taking out an ad. Or it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm gonna miss you in the morning by Quincy Jones, which was sung by none other than Luther Vandross. Oh yes, there you go. Like
0: uh, lots of songs about cheating. Can we talk? Is about like kind of stalking Stalkering? someone a little bit. Really? Yeah. I, it seems like it's about like seeing someone and being nervous, so you could kind of read it like that. But I think uh. it also has like a... also I'll be watching you by the police.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. My, I was just about to say that. My mom was like, "Jude, that's about a stalker." I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> is
2: beauty. Yeah. But but <clears> yes,
1: back to the Harlem Cultural yes. Festival.
2: Harlem Cultural Festival. Mr. Tony Lawrence was uh, the MC mm. of this festival and you know for 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 a black man to put on something like this and also for anybody in general you would need to have the money in order to do so. So Yeah. Yeah. And and also, um, it was Kroger that helped fund this festival. it yeah, Kroger. The the mayor? No, I'm sure. No, Kroger, the coffee. (laughs) Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, 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 Coffee. And so Um, helped fund uh this 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 festival to happen so you have Nina Simone you have Stevie Wonder you have David Ruffin you have uh Gladys Knight and the Pips like I said you have Sly and the Family Stone and also with these people that that, that okay also Mah- Mahalia Jackson mm-hmm. even BB um, King BB King performed there too and also you have a uh, You have uh, Jesse Jackson who who showed up there to um to 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 speak on um who spoke on Dr. King's behalf because this was the year after he was assassinated, Mm -hmm. and so um during that festival it was it was a lovely lovely performance held Mm -hmm. by Mahalia Jackson and Miss Mavis Staples from the Staples Singers, and they gave it was such a beautiful such a beautiful um tribute to, to him and also, you know, just see Mahalia Jackson in full form, just like singing her heart out. And M- Mavis Staples was saying in the in the documentary, um, how Mahalia she, she said that her throat was hurting. Mm-hmm. She can't she can't keep wailing, so she was she told uh Mavis Staples to, to go ahead and, and sing her heart out. And Mavis Staples was young at that time, so she said it was such a joy to sing right next to her but it was one of the, it was like the greatest moment in my life that I had the chance to sing on the same microphone as Mahalia Jackson. Yeah. Uh, now
0: keeping you know keeping in mind Mahalia Jackson's toward the end of her life at this point because she died in
2: 1972.
0: Mm. So yeah, in a, in a way it's like a it's like a real time you can see her passing the torch to mm. yeah. to a young Mavis Staples um who is easily like Definitely, I think her direct successor in terms of like that gospel, you know, sound. I mean, Mahalia was like more strictly gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Mavis, obviously, you know, like she was saying in the documentary, always oh, asked that pop. Why are we always performing at like folk festivals and stuff?" It's <laughs> like well, this—the is the music that you know we make this is how it sounds to people. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so cool. I mean, I had to watch this, um, uh, this documentary for an editing class. I had heard about it for a while, and a mod had already been, you know mentioning it to me and Jude like yo y'all gotta see this joint um and yeah it came out this June I think on like the it was pretty much the it's on Hulu and I think it was pretty much close enough to the anniversary of the actual festival the festival started June 29th the movie came out um in the United States on June 25th although it premiered at Sundance Festival uh, on January 28th Mm -hmm. um and we had to watch it for our editing class and you know I like watching documentaries um uh, there's a lot of documentaries that I have genuinely enjoyed, not only like from an educational standpoint, from f- but from an entertainment standpoint. Yeah. This is both, you know. This yeah. is something that I never knew about, and obviously I, I run a show called Harlem's Very Own, so like anything that has to do with Harlem, I want to know about it. Right in our backyard, literally, literally, and I, you know, it's funny Jude that you mentioned our parents because I definitely want to rewatch it with my mom and dad. I mean, my mom was only this is 69, so she was like four years old. Four going on five years old when this came out.
1: Yo, this made me kind of sad. I wish my dad was here because my dad was eighteen, mm. so he was he could have been in there. Yeah, I'm actually like looking for the motherfucker. <laughs> like, where my pops at? He probably would have been there. Yeah, you know, especially
0: over a course of six weeks.
1: From from what I know about my pops though, is that he was a big doo-wop guy, so like moon or okay. and mm. like that. But I'm watching this and I'm picturing like my eighteen year old pops. Hustling, bustling around, hollering that shorties doing <laughs> his, doing his thing and enjoying that music. I'm like, damn! I just really, I really want to know if he was there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my dad would have been. My dad was born in. You're
1: a little younger than your mom, right?
0: No, my dad's older. Actually, oh, he's, older. he's the older okay. one. Yeah, my dad. So my mom was born in '65, and my dad was born in '59. Oh, um, who's so that? That? My mom yeah. was in
2: 1960. So, mm. no. yeah. But so th- they all would have been pretty young, eighteen. Yeah, he would. He, he definitely wouldn't known about that. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, my known dad
1: that. was out here. And I mean, my dad and was running the streets back then. Like not like he was running the streets. <laughs> not a king <game laughs> he, yeah. he was. He was. He was wild. He was a young Harlem dude, buck wild in the streets. Yeah, doing his thing. Yeah, shooting heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Love I, me I, dad.
0: I think that <laughs> my my pops was probably still mostly around the South Bronx by that point, not mm. necessarily in Harlem. Um, uh, and I, my mom this point, she might have been in New York, but at some point, she did move down to Florida and and,
1: and grow up with her grandma. And she's mad young though; she's like four. Yeah, so, so I she's mean, like like th- she's on somebody's shoulders. Exactly. <laughs> they, I mean, they opened
0: the documentary with the, with this guy who was like a, yeah. a toddler, yeah. and he's seeing it, and you see the light kind of flash
2: in his eyes about like, yeah. yo. It's
1: like watching the four year old come back. Yeah. He
2: said he thought it was a dream. Uh huh. And like at the end of the documentary, he's in tears because he's like. I'm watching this, and this is exactly what I it saw. It happened, like it really this happened. happened. This happened. was never talked about again. Like I was so little when this happened. It's so it's
0: almost like it's almost like cultural gaslighting. <laughs>
2: think, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like, all right. We yeah. know you were at a festival. Sure, kid. Sure. You know, it happened.
0: It really happened. It's like you go to Narnia, right? And then like you come back, and you no, know, you look in the cupboard. It's uh, oh, it's just coats. <laughs> um, he even talked about having a crush on, what was that group?
1: One of the Staples sisters.
0: No, I don't think it, it wasn't the Staples, no. it was the Age of Aquarius, the group, the Saints. Yeah,
1: that girl. The oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. That woman. So. I,
2: I, I totally, She's forgot, beautiful I totally too. forgot who it was. Yes. And I
0: thought, I'm going to look them up right now, but I thought um, The Fifth Dimension. The Fifth mm. Dimension. Yes, 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 I yes, thought that, that was their, really cool. their story was so interesting because they were talking about like being a black group that made... "Quote unquote non black music," yeah, and who were you know people usually associated because they had this kind of folky sound to them or a sort of more like yeah, you know, they sang about uh, you know age of Aquarius they sang yeah. about the zodiac and like nature and stuff. People weren't used to that, but they were like, "No, nah, this is our music," and they they felt like it was so important for them to be able to perform in in Harlem for yeah. that group so that they could make that connection with
2: you and know give people people. A, a, a new taste of music exactly. You know, and so of course they would automatically think whenever you see a. 60s, you would think it's either just R&B or gospel that they're about to sing, mm-hmm. or funk, or funk. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because definitely in the blues. Move, moving into mm-hmm. the 70s, but um fun fact, Mr. David Ruffin. Oh, this I could not believe this nigga had the nerve. <laughs> what do <you> do? This <laughs> man, this my mind you, y'all. This is in the summertime. This man showed up in a full tuxedo, oh, black wearing one? a wool coat. You know damn well it was cracking his sister. And, and and sang my girl
0: by himself.
2: Yes. <laughs> High falsetto and everything. I was like, oh, this man can sing, sing. I was like he can. I thought I was looking at it. I was watching the film and I was like, Yeah, he's he's definitely definitely cracking his sister. <laughs> <laughs> he don't feel no heat or nothing on his ass. Nothing. Uh, and yeah. another thing, um Miss Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually sang the song that was um it was like first time performing this for everybody at the Harlem Cultural oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cultural Festival called Young Gifted and Black yeah and um it was it was just very very moving because not a lot of times like folks would hear those types of music mm-hmm. about themselves to feel empowered black folks to feel empowered so another another song like you know James Brown sing you know Black I and I'm proud yeah. yeah. You so know, you know Ali run around. I'm
1: young. I'm handsome. I'm fast, and I'm pretty. Yeah. Exactly. Possibly be beat. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it
0: was uh, also though immediately after that she takes up a tambourine and she starts going now. Who's ready to kill some white policemen? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yo, bro. are you ready
0: to kill for your people?
1: Yo, I looked. Up, I looked her up and I'm like, yo, she is choosing violence. <laughs> <And rights."> they <laughs> and they were ready yeah, to they were like, go. Hey, honestly, no. <laughs> the Black Panthers are there guarding instead of the NYPD yeah. providing security. Yo, hey. Daring
0: somebody to say something.
1: It could have been. <laughs> and it very well could have turned that way. Yeah. But it didn't which is another beauty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, they had talked about there were some riots that happened the year before, and I think that's part of why Tony Lawrence wanted to do this, give the people something productive to do during the summer. And it's healing. Yeah, exactly.
1: The the thing that stuck out to me the most was the whole cathartic thing. I never got it with gospel, because my atheist ass (laughs) is just, like, abandoning anything that sounds religious to me. (laughs) But I now have an appreciation Mm -hmm. of gospel being cathartic, the screaming, and the the catching the holy spirit is you is their version of lifting, you know, 300 pounds yeah. off the ground, letting out all this energy, you know, so they can live on with their yeah. lives. Yeah. And I can see how it moves into hip hop. Yeah. See how, you know, the cathartic art just linearly just goes from gospel with religion and then it amps up with language and they not may necessarily have to speak as loud, but they can a little bit be more precise mm-hmm. and be a little bit more in your face with the words. Mm. you interesting, know? yeah. Because I'm listening to maybe um, Tupac, you know, or I'll just say Benny the Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just put it there now. Why not? <laughs> His violent lyrics, you know, it's in your face, it's right there, or just, you know, make it easier. Maybe N.W.A. saying fuck the police. Mm. It's mm. not like precise, but it's like a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, gospel is like a bomb. You know the energy is a bombing energy, and it's it was it was insightful. And
0: and and I think you know, I mean, Mahalia is one of the she's one of the uh, not to sound like a broken record, um, preeminent gospel singers in the country. Period. Like she's one of the one of the foundational um, uh, uh, artists in that genre. You know, yeah. And 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 so you know, a lot of what she did, um, obviously, hymnals had existed. Way before mm-hmm. her, um, but in terms of like recording them, you know, this is pre Aretha, this is <laughs> pre mm-hmm. the Staples, this is pre obviously way pre Jennifer Hudson and 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 um and even people like uh now I'm forgetting every gospel singer pre name, kirk Franklin. Car- Car- pre the Clark sisters yeah pre like all them so she's like the seed
1: it seems like
2: yeah
0: man she really was the she was big mama and
2: um, uh, I mean honestly
1: though, <laughs> athletic, <laughs> honestly though the way these people were singing is athletic I was yeah.
2: Like, yeah, all that in the throat, mm-hmm. all that in the throat, and then, and, <laughs> and then of course Mavis
1: Staples
0: over here growling, <laughs> yo, yo,
2: Maybe King is
0: wildin. yeah.
2: It made no damn sense as to how much power was coming from them throats. That whole The diaphragms, mind you. They have hold two diaphragms. Fun <laughs> fact: like these are full length performances. Yeah, like these are not these short are flips. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah, these th- are not short clips of um, them singing, like, two lines of a song, and then, like, that's it. No, you see them go the entire yeah. time. And they actually
0: edit into the documentary, they edit full sets. It so you're watching them perform, like, it's, it's, it's part, like... In color. Yeah, literally, it's, that's why it's so cool. It's part, like, you're watching the actual concert, and then you're also getting the added benefit of hearing and seeing the people who were there, or, yep. you know, some of them just, like, obviously you had some... The artists, some of the children, and then some of them who just like, you know, the story about, oh, I, uh, I lied to my mom so that we could (laughs) go. go. I told her I was going to visit my aunt or I was going shopping. You know, it's just, it felt so human. Um, One of the things that was really cool to me was the, uh, uh, the juxtaposition of the moon landing. um, Oh, yeah, that was cool. To the festival, which like. Uh, and the moon landing let me pull up the actual date they
2: focus more on that moon landing they should focus more on, on, on the poor people that's going on in this black community we don't care about no damn moon landing wait why they on the moon a lot of people did no not fooled. With on the moon they yeah. did not care about that, that moon that, that landing that was
0: uh, Apollo 11 Apollo 11 landed the first crewed mission on July 20th 1969 mm. so this is in the middle of the festival um, which went from June to August and uh um, you know, yeah, they, they cut in this footage of, uh, you know, reporters going around and asking, like, you know, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, you know, the first guy says, I mean, for people who are into science and engineering and stuff, it's cool for them. But for people like me, I couldn't care less. <laughs> you know, there's, with the, the money that it took them to, to do all that, they could have fed who knows how many kids in, in, in Harlem and, and all yeah. over the
1: world. And it's a downfall of our education because we got into a race with the Russians to make STEM such a big deal. You know, America has abandoned the arts
0: you talking right? You talking mm-hmm. right, brother? Of yeah. course, they have that clip from from Red Fox, which is now uh, my my motto. He says, uh, "Black man trying to go to Africa, white man wants to go in the moon. I'm gonna stay here in Harlem with the Puerto Ricans and have me some fun." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Put that on my Yo, tombstone." when they
1: when they had the whole little section about her body, I was like, "Inside, like, motherfucker!" <laughs> I said, yeah. if, they ask,
0: if they ask you where I'm at, tell them I'm with Red. I'm going to put
1: that on yep. my tombstone. <laughs> RP to the God, Red Fox. Red Fox. Yes. You
0: know, interesting fact, I learned, uh, I've been listening through the autobiography of Malcolm X, and when he was growing up, you know, in Harlem, running the streets, he gained the nickname Red because of his red hair, but there were some other people who had red hair that he knew, oh, yeah. so he was mm. called Detroit Red, and his friend, uh, Chicago Red, was Red Fox, because uh, Red hilarious. Fox grew up in Chicago, so... I was. I thought that was really interesting.
2: The reason why this this performance, like this uh, festival, was actually like safe and and they had the green light was because of the mayor as well at that time, John Matt Lindsay. May, May, mayor John Lindsay was um was very good to everybody in the community mm-hmm. of, of Harlem. Like yeah, everybody. let the
0: Negroes do what they want.
2: <laughs> Something about that John He sound like a nigger lover <laughs> Just don't I don't appreciate it I don't appreciate let it let them run roughshod All over him up there Talking about them Them little <laughs> Big lip beasts <laughs> Yo should Chappelle Sign Ruckus this man right here, here. <laughs> I am Uncle Ruckus In another lifetime Yes that's, <laughs> a, that's exactly what it is um, <laughs> You should no, do it have- for Halloween that would be that would be a pretty good costume for you. Get you, a con, like get, get you the multiple, contact, multiple Halloween costume options this year is ridiculous. <laughs> just, what, spray right? they, just spray the, the hair, spray <laughs> the hair, <laughs> get the contact.
1: You have a red shirt somewhere. <laughs> Overalls, <laughs> put a pillow I, I in your shirt.
2: Just put a pillow there. I got a red flannel. <laughs> I got I could wear these pants. It's a rep. It's a rep. Hang man. now. we are jungle bunny. white women are the greatest women on God's green <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we're off the rails I
2: am so sorry it was so productive. <laughs> I was just now, no, go ahead, go ahead, bro, I was go ahead. just
0: gonna say Um. Uh. I guess for me just one of my my last points Um. as we, I guess we start to wrap up here is I just really loved the connection that this documentary drew between how the people are feeling how the community mm-hmm. is feeling and, yeah. and, and what is being put into these songs. Yes. There yes. were many moments where we were intercutting uh, sort of like community um, uh, feelings, community insight, or n- not even insight, but just like um, consensus, community mm-hmm. consensus with the lyrics of a song. Specifically in that moon landing moment, they kept cutting back to the Staples sisters between every like different interview. Yes. It was just such a cool way of showing how, like even if these people weren't from Harlem, like, we were coming together as Black people for that summer, and and com- trying to communicate a collective experience through song. And so, I thought, I think that's where this
1: this documentary really shines. Yeah, and it's sad we can't do that again. Listen, not man, because no, well ever. no, not because um, I want to say, not because you know, you know, people don't know how to act, or you know, it's too much money. Is I don't think we can all appreciate it together at once and have acts that we all enjoy to get on there because you, you know, right. everyone is worried about. You know their money and what they want to do, but you know we won't be able to be present in that. Obviously, you know, you know I'm not gonna say it, it's too damn cliche, but I don't think we can all be present in that moment together, every week, week by week, to go watch this
0: mm-hmm. event. I see what you
1: mean.
2: Um, and that I was, I was honestly about to segue into that, like for our last thing, mm-hmm. uh, before like the last thing I, I was gonna say. Um, but before I say any of that, I do agree. Uh, I do feel like. This is a new age now, and, you know, people, p- performers being being paid back then, like, of course, they got paid on time. Like of course, back then, folks were getting paid $2,500, which, which is equivalent to, like, $18,000 now. Um, but I don't think, like, folks really care much about that. They probably care for the community because mm-hmm. not a lot of times, folks didn't even have access to come to any yeah. anybody's concerts or you know they didn't really have the money in order to do so But I know I don't this was free to the public yeah for Stevie Wonder was free <laughs> yeah. and you know what else is crazy he wasn't free he, he did get paid <laughs> but, <laughs> but, for, but for us though we yeah, did yeah, pay for Stevie yeah, Wonder yeah yeah did. <laughs> crazy like six weeks of free concerts Come on, it, it, it cannot get any better than that.
1: Not
0: only that, I don't want to throw you off your last thought, but I was just like what I was saying in my editing class, what better way to legitimize your documentary than to have its cold open be a Stevie Wonder performance? like drums. In the rain. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Like, this is, <laughs> no, this happened. It wasn't just some old little, some little. <laughs>
1: Who the editor of this movie? Some old little. Because I have another, if I don't know his name, Questlove, Love had the right dude. Yeah, yeah, was, it right yeah, wasn't a no little
0: Jim Crow show. This was this was mm. a real, for real, real deal concert. Edited
1: by Joshua
2: L. Pearson. You a bad motherfucker.
0: Did his thing, man. That was great. That um, was some
2: great editing right there. Yeah, I enjoyed every single. I enjoyed every minute of that festival. I really wish that I was there, mm-hmm. and um, I don't even know if my grandmother knew about that because she lived in the Bronx at that time, mm. and so. Well, she she was she always lived in the Bronx. I don't know if my uncle, no, not not my uncle, but my 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 grandfather probably knew, or mm-hmm. anybody in my family probably knew, probably knew about that because this is this is something that nobody has known for years. But right. the, the people who have witnessed it, we just talk about it sometimes. They probably they probably was just like, yo, you remember that concert back in '69, exactly. back in my mores, yo, that that's concert credit, and folks would be like, wait what concert yeah but now it's in your face exactly and I, so I, I would love, I love to it.
0: i would love to be in the living room with the people who find out about this documentary oh i was there and to hear yeah. the stories that's uh, six weeks of history that we just got back so shout so out to quest love man
2: the last thing i'll say this is for all of us mm-hmm. top three performers you would want to see
0: We gonna host it first of all.
2: Yes. Oh, yes <laughs> say it. Say
0: it. <laughs> I'm, I'm declaring it. Yes. on the, on the 20th of October, 2021. Go Where ahead, dude. We Who's do we? uh, we'll do one? We'll do maybe one each.
1: Kendrick.
2: Hmm. Shoot
1: for the stars, man. Shoot for the stars.
2: Okay. All right. All right.
1: Well, if this is a harm cultural festival. Yes. Yes. Okay. Poor, you know, black people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this because um this man did grow up in New York and and suffer a whole lot of the, the, the hard times that everybody has faced and mm-hmm. this man is over 50 and he probably knows about the Harlem Culture Festival because he was probably a baby when it happened but Mr. Buster Rhymes you will definitely be there. Mm-hmm. I know about that for sure. I'm I'm going to say LL for the verses. <laughs> We're not going to talk about
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> <not gonna> ta-
0: <laughs> I'm going to say Miss Jill Scott. Ooh, She's from Philly but I would wee. love Miss Jill Scott at the Harlem Cultural
1: Festival. I think maybe you know if fucking want to add more. Uh, <laughs> damn it! I'm trying to think of Harlem people cause I, I I'm a Tiana I'm, Taylor might do Tiana might Taylor out of retirement for that. I would, I because would, it just if I'm thinking about a venue like this with because not all these artists are from Harlem, but uh, I would I would throw in Scissor there too. Okay, I throw in fucking um, Alicia.
0: Mmm. Yeah. And
1: I could hear that's it. That. I, I had my three. That was Alicia. That's mm. it. I got real artists Ari
0: Lennox get in there. Eric Abadu, sure get all through. This is getting very black hipster, right? You now. know, I mean, but you know I what it is. the dip set for good measure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just, Cam, Just Cam, the dip set. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note, if you D'Angelo. like what you heard, y'all can check out our back catalog on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, anywhere you enjoy listening to your podcast. We thank you for joining us. Keep it right here for our next episode sometime in November. But until then, stay beautiful, guys, gals, non-binary pals, and all our Harlem family. We love you.
1: Keep something on that brazo, because you don't know what these guys are doing out here in the streets. Exactly. uh, Whatever. What he said. Yeah? I love y'all. It's always a safe sex message at the end of the episode. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes.
2: Always remember, consent is the thing to do. Yes.
1: I love y'all. Way to come. This
2: this time in Italian.
0: (laughs) Jude's sex ed lesson in Italian slang. (laughs) Peace, y'all.